Hello, 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 and welcome again to Kendra Sations. I am your host, Kendra Thomas Bell. Tonight, we're going to have a powerful conversation with none other than Mr. Greg, the suited scientist on Instagram. Y'all go check him out. This is our Father's Day episode, and we just want to talk about um, growing up and his child experience and how it translates to his fathering experience. So without further ado, Mr. Greg, welcome to Kendra Stations. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for for having me on uh, your podcast. Awesome. So tell a little tell the tell the people, the listeners a little bit about your upbringing um and the male influences in your life and how they've shaped you. Okay. Well, um I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so where my family is pretty much from. Um, at birth, I was taken away from my mother, um, who was addicted to drugs. Um, and, and around the age of five, I was adopted by my father. Um, mm-hmm. So my father was, he was a biology professor. Um, mm-hmm. And he taught out in the Covington, Georgia area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he was single, so I didn't grow up with a mother figure. I grew up just by, you know, my father, and he adopted. Um, he had nine other kids as well, so he adopted. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was <laughs> 10 of us total. Um, so very fitting for for the uh, topic of the week of Father's Day. Absolutely. Wow. You have a story. I have a similar story. My mom was on drugs too. I didn't actually get taken away, but she did get better. So I can too relate to that. Um, so what was, as a child, do you feel that you missed anything or was something that you were longing for that you didn't get, um, in the perspective of male role models or connection? Oh, no. Um, I feel like I feel like my father did an excellent job at um, trying to ensure that we were real well rounded um, awesome. and, and getting all of those experiences. Um, so like even if you weren't athletic, you had to play on a sports team. Like okay. you had to you had to be active doing stuff. Um, um, so so he made sure that you know we were able to. Um, work with individuals he made sure that we knew God um, mm. he made sure we knew the importance of family um, you know he made sure we learned you know those skill those skill sets that we could take into our adulthood to be um, independent and to to lead and and carry our own family uh, at one point so oh I love it I love it I love it you know your story is such a rarity because a lot of times men don't have that support, but um, that support that you have and the the rearing from your father was amazing. And I just mentioned you had so many brothers. Were they older, younger? Where did you feel? Um, the- so we, we used to, it was split, right? So we had the older five and we had the younger five. So I was in the younger boys. And we had older okay. boys. Um, okay. So I was third. I guess I was the third to the last, maybe. Yeah, so in the younger five, it was two that was 
right older than me, but we it was only my older brother Dante is only older than me by a year. And then okay. Daryl, he's my older brother, but only by a few months. Like his birthday okay. is August, my birthday is November. So we were awesome. all kind of in the little, you know, we were all the same age pretty much. So <laughs> so what what um how are you celebrating your dad or how would you celebrate your dad during Father's Day growing up? What did you guys do? Um, we didn't do much. I mean, we, we, there was, you know, we couldn't afford a lot, you know, it was a lot of kids in the house. He mm-hmm. was a professor, um, mm-hmm. pretty much a teacher, you know, so on a teacher's salary, trying to t- support 10 children, um, you know, who, you know, one can imagine the things that we weren't able to afford, but uh, we, we, we would have good times, you know, we could just cook out at the house. Um, we built the basketball court, so we would play basketball, play sports. Um, we oftentimes, um, as a family, we would go and play paintball. So we would go okay. shoot paintball guns in the, in the woods. Um, so okay. we would, like, make rules and get, make a game out of it. So we would do, okay. do stuff like that, yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing about, I mean, he's such an honorable man to take on 10 boys. Yes. On a yes. teacher's salary. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I think that is phenomenal. What are some key lessons that he's instilled in you that you would share with somebody that was um, maybe struggling with fatherhood or anything, any nuggets that he gave you that kind of always stick out that you lean into? quite often um really it's really about it's for me the key lesson I mean because you know a father growing up you always hear about okay um if you have kids what do we do you know and uh he would always stress to us verbatim he would say you know hey kids 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 don't ask to be here right you know you make the choice and you participate in the actions and create mm-hmm. a child thus it is your responsibility to just show up you no one will always know the answers however mm-hmm. as long as you show up and you try and you try and you learn and you learn some more um, that's mm-hmm. all that matters that's all that matters is that you show up to do your job absolutely and you're doing your job so how does your upbringing transition into your parenting style um at first it was a little rough because you know it was it was quite aggressive my child was quite (laughs) aggressive um you know we fought all the time um it was my father was old school he's from Cherokee Alabama so um you know we 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 grew up under the belt and getting getting that switch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know it's, we just uh, we live in a different age now you know where you really it's okay to kids are smarter these days um my daughter she knows how to log in and use a tablet and go find mm-hmm. her show and all of mm-hmm. that stuff and she's only four years old at four wow. years old i i can't i i wouldn't have been able to do all those things so you know we have evolved and advanced um, in terms of technology and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that, you know, kids are going to be kids 
And we can't mm-hmm. just uh, you can't just whoop a kid for being a kid. You know, you have to right, kind of right, teach right. them, teach them through. Even though those were the same things that we were get whoopings for. Um, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. you know, I just try to I try to lead more with teaching and understanding and mm-hmm. a little more grace um, than yeah. I received as a, as a child. Okay, so how do you think it was difficult because you have a daughter? And they're a little bit more uh, touchy feely, lovey, sit up under you there instead of roughhousing. Has that been any difficult parts of that? Um, no, I think I think that's I think it, God knew exactly what I needed um, I because it. by giving me a girl, it forced me to to grow. It forced me to grow, um, and I'm. I my softer side comes out with her. Um, okay. I want I want to be I want her to be soft. I don't want her to be aggressive, and you know I right. want her to really know what it means to be a, a feminine, God fearing mm. woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm very you know very. She's a princess when you know when she's with me. She almost runs over me. So sounds like she does. Not almost. <laughs> 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 we'll let her have that mm-hmm. so um what are some things that you enjoy about being a father oh all of it I enjoy <laughs> all of it it's nothing like raising a person and teaching a person and watching them grow um it's like you know watering a plant and watching it just blossom and grow over the years and advance and man it's it's the it's the it's the wonderful it's a wonderful feeling like this is all I wanted to ever be was a father like I watched wow. my father I was raised by my father and that was like my number one goal you know I wanted mm-hmm. to you know I want to be successful in my life and have businesses and make money and travel but my my number one goal was I want to become a father yeah That's I want to okay. become a father well, I think you're wearing it well, uh, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So let me ask you this, and we're going to shift just a little bit from fatherhood, only because you said that you were raised by your father. In terms mm-hmm. of nurturing from a, a woman perspective, were there any female role models that help you to be a little more nurturing? Or who were, who were the women in your life that kind of helped? shaped you into this dad who could raise a princess um growing up there weren't too many there there weren't a lot of women around mm-hmm. um i had my aunties but they were in alabama um okay. so you know i i i you know when i became an adult and you know i'm out of school and having all these relationships and watching them fail. And, you know, once I went to therapy, I really, that really kind of helped me grow and evolve and deal with a lot of the trauma that I, mm-hmm. uh, that I've experienced, you know, dealing with the abandonment mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of that. So that's really what kind of really got me to um, the place where I am now is going through that therapy and you know, trying to heal and come to terms with the 
with that broken and abandoned child within mm. me. Come on now. So how hard was it for you to really break down and say, I need to go ahead and get some therapy? Was it the relationship failures? What were the things that led you there? Um, what was the breaking point, I would say? That My breaking point, because so I was married previously, and mm-hmm. um, we were we were not to say that this was because this is why we divorced, but we were right. dealing with issues, and I always knew that uh, I I needed to go to therapy. Like you know, I kept telling mm-hmm. myself over the years, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. hey, you know, no person who has been through all of what I've been through right. is gonna be okay. Like you need to talk to someone, so. Um, then starting to, you know, run into issues in my relationships and especially with uh, my ex-wife, mm-hmm. I, I was like, hey, you know, let me let me let me go get some therapy. And hopefully um, those changes will be the answers that I've been looking for and it will help me in my relationship. And um ultimately that wasn't it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't me you know the reason why I feel like we divorced but uh that kind of drove me to to get some help and I'm I'm glad for for that experience absolutely um let me tell you my little heart is just jumping for joy whenever I hear a man say he went to therapy and he learned some tools and he worked through some stuff because it is so important for our men to have a safe place to unpack their baggage. Um, I know we get in relationships and in these relationships, we can unpack it with our partners, but sometimes that's a heavy load for them to, um, to carry with you. Not that they can't, but I think it is helpful as you go into relationships or new relationships what are your thoughts about you taking the time unpacking your baggage? What do you think it did for your um, the way you moved into relationship after your divorce? Um, so the thing the thing that I love about myself is because you know the all of the all of the stuff that's still there. I'm just more knowledgeable of it now in terms of how to manage it and, you you know, kind of okay. keep it in check. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's still there. And it's parts of it that I, I love, that I love about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those being that I'm I'm a lover, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly a lover and I love uh, the companionship and I love the team building and the you know the having the family and working as a unit I, I like mm-hmm. I, I love those things um mm-hmm. so once I got divorced uh you know I went through my my single phase mm-hmm. and then I'm ready to jump right back into it I'm ready to okay. look I'm I'm ready I'm waiting on <laughs> I was waiting on God to send me the perfect one and I mm-hmm. had the, my list you know, mm-hmm. of hey, this is what I want the, my perfect woman to look like, and um, I didn't do that in any of my previous relationships because I don't mm-hmm. feel like I really knew who I was. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't find that out until I really went to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I knew exactly what what person I needed, 
Um, God sent that person to me. That's what I'm talking about. It is. It is. I had a list. I had a list too. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, somebody we both know sat with me while I wrote my list. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I got my list too. Um, so that is a beautiful thing. And I, I mean, I took my time as well and did my healing work, did my spiritual work too. My spiritual work was real important to that too. Um, so I'm not going to hold you for much longer, but I do want to ask you to just kind of give my male listeners some uplift about the benefits to kind of taking the time to, to try a therapy journey at some degree. Um, and what it could mean for them in the terms of relationship, fatherhood, those types of things. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, it's okay to not be okay. You know, Absolutely. a lot of times, especially us men, it's, we get a lot of, we have a lot of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of responsibility. We don't want to mm-hmm. see, we don't want anyone to see us sweat. We want to make sure we provide. We want to make sure we always got it together. And it's okay to not have it together, right? And Absolutely. therapy will teach you that. You know, that's why picking the right partner is important. Um, mm-hmm. But in order to get the right partner, you have to work on yourself. And I can't lie and say that it's not difficult because mm-hmm. it's going. therapy is going to cause you or lead you to unpack difficult (laughs) things that you normally wouldn't there's going to be things that you have buried so deep that you probably don't even remember has had Mm -hmm. that type of impact on you so right um just even just being a black man just being a Mm -hmm. black african-american man in this country um Mm -hmm. it's it's you're gonna everyone all of us need therapy and it's it's so awesome to to talk to someone and go through therapy and really grow and learn who you really are, you know, Mm -hmm. as a person and what you really like. And that will lead you to find the person and that will lead you to be able to communicate to your partners what you really need, you know, Mm -hmm. once you really truly understand yourself. So Mm -hmm. um, that would be my advice for, for all of my men out there is to, Definitely, definitely give it, give it some thought, give it a shot, um, and then watch, watch how it grows. You know, watch how you grow, and watch how people around you will treat you differently. You know, because mm-hmm, you will mm-hmm. demand that. You know, you you will demand that. So, for sure, for sure, therapy is essential. Well, I didn't know you was gonna tell me about the therapy journey, but I'm so glad you did. Um, <laughs> That, that makes a difference because I like to tell people therapy doesn't change things, but it changes the perspective of things and how you look at it so that you can move forward. And another thing is I like to say is that once you've done the work and you are aware, you have boundaries around yourself so that you don't keep getting re-injured by the same type of person, people, things in your life. Um, and you welcome and you know what you need. Um, much like what you said with getting your the the person for your life now, 
is because you were specific about what you wanted. You knew what you wanted after going through your process. So for that, I commend you. I celebrate you, King. Happy early Father's Day. Thank you and so much. Thank <laughs> I you so wish much. You, I wish you much uh, love and bliss in your, in your relationship. And uh, hopefully your daughter and you will have a great Father's Day. Um, I don't know what she'll do with you, but um, she'll make, she'll be the princess mm, of the day. We're going to a father-daughter. <laughs> we're going to a father-daughter dance. So okay, so y'all nice. get to turn up. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> so she get to really be the princess. Yes. Well, we like to thank you for coming and for anybody who is looking for tell them about your, your Instagram, your products and what you do. If they want to find you, they can follow you and Give you a plug. Okay, well, um, I guess long story, long story straight. Uh, in summary, <laughs> I'm a biomedical scientist. I work for a pharmaceutical company. Um, I also am an entrepreneur. I'm a social media and menswear lifestyle influencer. So um, yes, you can follow me on I on Instagram at uh, Suited Scientist. Um, and there you can see all of the products that I do market and kind of my entrepreneurial side um, from a social media standpoint. Well, this is my friend. This is my brother, Mr. Greg, the Suited Scientist. He got some bad suits, brothers. You, you need to be styled. You need to holler at him because he got it together. So thank everybody for listening today. This has been episode seven of Candversations. If you need therapy, um, I am a therapist in Atlanta, Georgia. I um, see clients only uh, for insurance purposes and things in Atlanta. I also am a life coach. If you need that, we can work on that. My website, if you need any services, is dynamicchangecc.com. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Goodbye.